0: Well, hello, Water of Life. We are so glad to be together today. We wanna say a special welcome to our friends and family watching online. We are so glad you're joining us. And to our friends in Townsville, hello, hello. We're glad you're here as well. And if you are new here at Water of Life, we want to also say a special welcome to you. Maybe it's your first or second time here. And we want to connect with you to give you some information and make sure all your questions are answered. So if you are new here, if you can send us a text message with the word new here to the number 818, 818, that will help us connect with you and again answer questions so we can make you feel more like part of our family. Well, we do have our 40 days of prayer beginning this weekend, and we are so excited that uh, each of you is joining us for this special series. We have Pastor Dan with us here today, and we have a lot of things happening here at our church. And there is still time for you to jump into a few of them. So the first one is our small groups. We can uh, you can join into a small group, and there is still time to be a host of a small group. We again are trying to encourage everyone in our church family to jump in, get connected deepen your prayer life during these next 40 days so if you haven't already there's still time to do that also we have our small groups uh prayer journals, 40 days materials, and we are actually currently out of them in physical copy right now. But if you uh, go here on the campus, or if those of you online can come to the office next week, we have a redemption card you can pick up. And then when we get the journals in, you can exchange it for a journal. So make sure you do that. But the good news is we also have all of the the full prayer journal online. So those of you here in person, those of you online, you can go to our website wall40days.com and download the, the, the journal completely digitally. Uh, those of you here who are still waiting for your journals, you can also access your journal there as well. And also, another very exciting thing we're gonna be doing during our 40 days is mornings of prayer. So Monday to Friday, we are gonna be having prayer here at the Fontana campus, inside the worship center at 5.30 in the morning. It'll be led by our pastors. It'll be a great time to start off every day. Maybe you can pick a couple days a week to come join us pray together, we do wanna invite each of you to consider coming to those mornings of prayer. And also we are kicking off our uh, 40 days of prayer this Friday with our night of prayer. So that will be here again at the Fontana campus, seven o'clock in the worship center. And those of you maybe who can't uh, join us in person, it will also be streamed live. So we do wanna remind you to check your calendar, mark your calendars and come and kick off this special 40 days with us in the worship center. Well, we are going to be shifting here into our time of worship. But as a quick reminder, if you would like to worship the Lord with your tithes and offerings, you can always do so on the Water of Life app. Now, as we do move into a time of worship, I want to uh, encourage, especially those of you online, but those of us here in the room as well, to begin to prepare ourselves for this time that we're gonna spend uh, before the Lord, that uh, we can maybe put our phones on silent. Those of you who are at home, uh, try to minimize the distractions in your living room or in your car, and let's, let's take a moment to really get ready to worship God, to remind ourselves that it's not our circumstances that are in control, it's not our feelings that are in control, it's God who is in control. So I'm gonna pray for us as we move into this time. Those of you here in the room, if you wouldn't mind standing with me as we prepare to worship together. God, we do thank you for this time, this moment, uh, the freedom we have to to gather, even if it's in a very strange way, to worship you. And we do wanna give you all the glory, all the praise that is due to your name, God. And so we do wanna turn over this time to you. We turn over our hearts, our thoughts, our feelings to you, invite you in. And we just say, Lord, come, come in this moment, Uh, take your rightful place, God. So we do give you this time, pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship together.
1: Yes, God. Hey! in worship, we give that to you. take this opportunity right now to turn it over to Pastor Matt. Pastor Matt, take it away.
2: How you doing, Water of Life family and friends? It's so good to be with you, and we're so excited to celebrate in baptism today. We've been baptizing people all weekend long, and we have some friends with us today, and we want to celebrate. Now, baptism is an incredible opportunity for us to recognize that I've made a decision to follow Jesus, and I'm going to be uh, raised to life, come out of the water with new life in Him. Now, I'm going to be dead to my old life. Jesus was an incredible example of this. When He was baptized in the Jordan River, before He started his, His earthly ministry, He went out, and after He was baptized, He went out into the desert, and He was tempted. And we know this life, there's going to be challenges. But as we celebrate with these people, that made a decision to say yes to Jesus and be water baptized. They're saying, they're saying, I want to die to my old life, be raised with the new in Jesus. And we want to celebrate together. So first up today, we have Victoria. Mm -hmm. Victoria, so good to see you. Why don't you tell us what got you to the place today where you've made a decision to get baptized?
3: Um, well, God just been so amazing through everything and, um, He just really showed me that he's forgiven me, and he loves me. (laughs) And one day I'll be with him.
2: Amen. (laughs) Amen. Thank you for sharing. And who is Jesus to you?
3: He's love and hope and forgiveness. And just means to me that I can live each day knowing that he's going to be there for me.
2: Amen. Amen. Let's get you baptized.
4: Yay, hey, Victoria. Go Down, down, one more, then go up, go up. So, Victoria, on the basis of your public profession of faith, I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There's seven
2: of them. All right. Next up, we have Lindzel. and uh, why don't you share with everyone why you're here to get baptized today?
5: Well, I've always been a believer in God, but it wasn't until three years ago I decided to really get to know Him. I decided to take my walk serious, and just going through life and all his battles and sh- struggles and everything that I've been through, I can honestly say that He's really been here for me Um, i can never deny jesus i can never um deny his existence you know i'm just happy to be able to dedicate my life to him as best as i can Um, you know with everything going on in this world i choose to give my life to him because when it's all said and done it's only gonna be me facing him so i decided to show jesus and prove to him that i'm willing and i love him truly Uh, You know he blessed me so much in my life family and things going on. I can honestly say that I'm happy to be here
2: awesome Amen. Well, this is your public profession um, a step of obedience Who is Jesus to you
5: my Lord and Savior he? he lived a life that was That was righteous uh, perfect. He he was the Prime example of how we all should live life. Um, unfortunately, we're humans and we um, fall short and stumble. But honestly, I still, I still decide, um, choose to, to try and live my life as best as I can, just like he did. Um, honestly, it's just again, I'm happy to be here, and he's the reason why I'm still here today. Amen.
2: Well, let's get you
4: baptized. down. Let's go up on that top step. One, then two more. One more. So, Lenzel, I'm very happy to hear your testimony. And on the basis of your public profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There you go. Walk around me.
2: All right. Next up we have Evelyn. Evelyn, got to hear a little bit of your story over here. And uh, why don't you tell everyone why you're here to be baptized today?
3: Well, up until now, I've lived a very terrible, sinful life. I've seen very dark days. And through all those dark days, God was still there. He never stopped loving me. He never stopped believing in me. He continued to bless me even when I didn't deserve blessings. So because of that, I want to dedicate my life to showing him how grateful I am for his mercy and his love.
2: Literally raised to life. I love it. Evelyn, let's get you baptized. There you go. Give me a
4: hand. Yeah. Let's go up on this one, one step here. Tell me your name again. Evelyn. Evelyn, on the. Public profession of your faith. We baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Way to go. Oh yeah. Well,
2: next up we have Angel. This is this is little sister, right? So why don't you share why you're here to be baptized today?
0: Um I realized that our time on earth is very short and being young or just a lot of people we live our lives doing what we want to do and just living in the moment and I realized that our life after our time on earth ends is it's eternity so it's so much longer than our time here.
2: What an incredible perspective. The scripture says that life is like a mist or a vapor, here for a minute and gone. Mm -hmm. Um, What a great perspective to have. Who is Jesus to you?
0: Jesus is everything. He's a shoulder to cry on, a therapist. He's everything you can ask for um, in your dark times. Instead of just venting to someone, you can vent to Jesus. And not only does he listen, but he helps you get through those hard times.
2: Amen. Angel, let's get you baptized.
4: Hey, Angel. There you go. One more down, let's go up one. Well, we got a sister team here, Evelyn and Angel, and uh, Evelyn's going to help me baptize Angel. Angel, on the basis of your profession of faith, We're gonna baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, woo-hoo! Seven steps, take your time.
2: Well, baptism um, is such a significant marker in the journey of a believer as we obediently walk in the footsteps of Jesus. And like I said before, Jesus chose in obedience to the Father, to get baptized in the Jordan River. We want to celebrate together. So as we stand, we're going to continue to worship in the river. Amen.
3: back there. Hey, you guys had the best seats for the baptism in the back row, didn't you? They just turned around and watched it live. That was, wasn't that great? Isn't it great to see people moving for God? Man, that was awesome. So Father, we want to come to you today and just, and we want to start with prayer because we're going to do prayer for the next 40 days. And we want our hearts to open up to your heart during this time, Father. We pray Holy Spirit, that you are the spirit of grace and supplication. You are the spirit of prayer. You're the one who leads us, teaches us how to talk to the Father. We just ask that you would do that in a huge way in the next 40 days, that we would be transformed people. We look back, we'd have new habits, new possibilities in front of us, a new destiny coming out of us after this time together in prayer. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, okay, if you don't have a prayer journal then I don't know what to tell you because we don't have any left. No, I'm joking. We don't. This has been amazing for me. It's like everybody woke up. Finally, it was like, okay, it's seven months of slumber. And no, you got you guys flooded the office this week. You took every prayer journal we had. We ordered 500 more. You took all those cards. We ordered 500 more, and those cards are at the back. So if you don't have a prayer journal, what you do need to do before you leave tonight you need to go to the back and get a card. If you're online and you want a prayer journal, you need to come to the office and get a card. So we're, the card has a date on it when your prayer journal will come in. So um, the prayer journals have notes in them for all the messages we're doing. And if you don't have those and you want them right now, you can download them online. So those are all online. So you can get that stuff online and download those things online. And then as Julianne said, we're gonna start Monday morning 5 30 inside next friday night. We'll have a night of prayer if you don't want to be inside in the night of prayer We will also set up the screen outside so you could come outside here and be outside uh, For the night of prayer if you'd like to do that. So we're going to offer you both of those things Um, there's still there's still time to jump in. I want to encourage you to get in and get in and get in. So we're going to have more prayer journals coming as quick as we can get them for you. So if you do have one, you want to bring it with you to church each week because we're going to use them all the time during the 40 days of prayer. So typically, if you know our background here at Water of Life, you know we do 21 days of prayer in January. That's what we typically would do. And this year we moved that up so we could pray through the election, through the chaos, through all the struggles, and all, does does that make sense? I just think that would be a wise thing for us to do, just to pray our way through this. Now, I wanna touch something briefly. I I mean, this is like really briefly. Some of you are asking me, send me emails saying, Pastor Dan, I wanna know how you vote. (laughs) No, you don't. No, no, I'll tell you how I vote. You wanna know how I vote? I vote for biblical principles not parties or people. That's how I vote. I vote for biblical principles. So I vote for things like justice, care for the poor. Justice means I cover everybody from the unborn to the poor and the needy, the hurting. I, I try to follow the Bible and do what the Bible says, not what I feel or what some party tells me to do, but what Jesus wants me to do. I want my, my time in my country to reflect my heart for Jesus. I want everything I do in my life to reflect my heart for Jesus. Does that make sense? That's how I think this is supposed to go, so that's what I do. What I do really doesn't matter to what you do. You ought to vote your conscience and biblical values. You need to read the Word. You need to live in the Word. I'm going to be teaching you that for the next few weeks. And it doesn't just vote that. It's live that. It ought to be a part of your life, no matter what you do or what you think. The Bible has got to be the heart of your journey and the direction of the Spirit working inside of you. So when we talk about that, We talk about the the 21 days of prayer that we typically do. We're gonna do 40 days of prayer because we need to pray so much. Our country needs prayer right now. Our people need prayer. Our church needs prayer. We're gonna pray all the way through our empowered kids ministry, our youth ministry, our young adults, everybody's gonna, this is an all church thing. So everybody's engaged as a church. So because, because of this, we want you to grow in prayer. And how many of you know if you're healthy, you will what? Healthy things what? They grow, healthy things grow. So you should grow in your spiritual journey. So here's where we're gonna start today, basic. Now I know a lot of you go, I don't want basic. Let me help you with something. I figured out a long time ago when I was coaching basketball, baseball, college, high school, I figured this out. Basic is very important because when you start messing up the things that you're trying to build on, you gotta go back to what? The basic, you gotta go back to basic if you're gonna do it right. So we're gonna start with some basic and then we're gonna get deeper as we go on. But let's start here in Ephesians chapter four, verse 14, and let's read it loud and read it together. If you're online, I wanna encourage you to read loud, read together with us. It says, we're not meant to remain as children at the mercy of every wind of teaching. Instead, we are meant to hold firmly to the truth in love And to grow up in what? In every way. I want you to say that really loud. In what? Every way into Christ. That's what I just said. It isn't about voting, or not voting, or this. It's about how you live. It's about how you live. In every way, the Bible teaches, we're supposed to grow up, and grow up, and grow up, and grow up. How many of you know you can grow old and never grow up? (laughs) Some of you are like, yeah, I got a t-shirt that says that. You know, I'm old, but I've never grown up. I'm not sure I would wear that t-shirt, really. I don't think I would be really proud of that. But okay, we'll keep I get the message. It's like, okay, I can still, yeah, I I understand. Bible wants you to grow up. Just as there there are laws in the physical, there's laws in the spiritual realm. you got to think like that. There's things that God has locked in. in. In the physical realm, you know this. I was playing with my grandson yesterday. And we were talking about something. And I said, hey, Link, can you undo that? Or can you do it? And he goes, I can't, Papa, because I'm not big enough yet. And I said, so when will you be big enough, do you think, to do that? And he goes, maybe next year. That's what he said. Now, now here's what he just said. I'm going to what? I'm going to grow up in the next year, and I might be big enough to do that. But see, he understood that there's a physical law. He's born, and we just all take this for granted. He's born tiny, and he's going to get what? but only if he's healthy. Is that right? Only if he's healthy, if he's eating right, doing the right things. If he's not healthy, he's not going to what? Not at the same level as a healthy person. And so let me ask you a question. Do you grow up spiritually if you're not healthy? You don't. Because there's the same kind of laws that are locked in in the spiritual realm. You've got to do the things that God says, or you don't You don't grow. You don't grow. And a lot of people are like, why aren't I growing? I wanna grow, you know? Listen, God put these boundaries around you to help you to grow and you gotta cooperate with them. It's all over in the Bible. So let's start with point number one on your little outline there. How do you grow? Well, what did your parents tell you when you were little? How did you grow? You had to eat right. Isn't that what they said all the time? You said, I don't. I mean, I used to say this to my mom. Thursday nights, she cooked liver. You know, my, my wife used to cook macaroni and cheese for the kids, and I thought that was like a mild form of child abuse. I hate macaroni and cheese. I think anybody fe- feeds that to the kid, I'm like, what? No, listen, you got to eat right. Jesus said the same thing spiritually. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, he said, people need more than bread for their life. They need peanut butter and jelly too. No, I'm joking. They didn't say that. They need more than bread for the life, they must feed on the Word of God. So, 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 what are you supposed to eat if you're gonna grow spiritually? The Word of God. Jesus was so clear about this. If you don't spend any time in the Word, and so many of us are biblically illiterate today, we're just like, I don't know the Bible, I don't understand what it means, I don't, but but, but, but listen, get in a small group. This whole thing for the next 40 days geared towards small groups. You can do it online, you can do it in person, but get in a small group, why? Because we'll study the word together. I'm gonna take all these messages, and I've already been doing the links and the videos for them, and take you in a whole different level in a small group time so you can talk about how do you grow, talk about how do you learn, talk about how do you form new habits, talk about, friends, we need each other. Have you noticed that? We need each other. I, I mean, I needed to see those guys get baptized because it brings life to my heart. When I don't see that, I start to just sag. And that's been my biggest takeaway from COVID. How about you? I need to be around people. I need people to be around, because God made us like that. And see, the reality is this. Acts chapter 20 verse 32 says this. The word of grace is able to build you up and give you all, notice this, all the blessings God has for you. So anybody here want blessings from God? then you need the word of grace, the word of grace. Here's the, here's the word of grace right here, the word of grace. Some of you are like, no, this is the word of the law. This is, how. no, 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 no. You don't know the heart of the Father if you think that. God is crazy about you. It's a word of grace, it's a word. What does grace mean? Unmerited favor, undeserved love. God will bless you when you come to him. See, here's, here's the problem. Some of you are like this, you're like, I, I don't do this well, Pastor, I don't like to read, and I don't like, listen. One of the first things I learned as a teacher when I was taking education classes was that everybody has a different learning style. We all have different learning styles. And if you don't figure out what your learning style is, sometimes you're never gonna grow and learn, especially spiritually. You're not, sometimes you, you, you crash into jobs, you crash into destinies and things that you do for the rest of your life. You're like, how did I fall into that? Because you were attracted to it. It met your need. And if you don't figure that out, you won't grow spiritually. See, here's the reality. Luke 3.18 says this, John the Baptist, about John the Baptist, says in many different ways, John preached the good news to the people, in many different ways. See, John the Baptist preached in different ways because people learn in different styles. Some people like to talk one-on-one, some people like a small group, some people like a big meeting like this, and some people don't learn that way very well at all. See, some of you are writing right now. And sometimes people say, why do you hand out notes? It's that because you forget 78% of the things you've been told within a day. Did you know that? It's crazy, the but if you write it down, you glean about 30% more, because you have something to reference and go back to. So that's why we ask you to write it down. So when you read about this, you, you, you start to go, why, why, why do we do it different? Why are we doing lots of different things for 40 days of prayer? Why are we doing memory verses? We got the little tags for you for memory verses. Why are we doing videos? Why are we doing small groups? Why are we doing big groups? Why are we doing medium groups? Why? Because everybody learns in a different way. See, some of you are auditory learners. What does that mean? You listen. You listen. You like to you like to come and hear messages that because you learn that way but others of us are like I-, I don't learn that way man I get bored man I need to do something well see here's the problem with that some of you learn by seeing especially today you're visual learners so you either read which a lot of us don't today we don't like to read or we what we watch we like to watch today we're watching people we want to look at the what the screen we do we like the screen and you might say oh, i'm burnt out on the screen yeah but we are a generation of people who like to watch now some of you don't like to watch or listen you know and, and some of you just struggle with even talking those are called men usually no, I'm, I, I, that's a generalization, guys, I'm playing with you. Generalizations are generally wrong, but, but I, I'll tell you something that I figured out a long time ago when we started the church is the only way I could get guys engaged when we were going to orphanages in Mexico and stuff, the guys are like, I don't wanna go play with kids. I, I don't wanna go, would you help me build a building? Oh, yeah, give me a hammer, I'm on. Because see, here's what they just said, I wanna do something. If I'm doing, I'm growing, that's not wrong. That is not bad. That's, think like this. I figured this out too a long time ago as a coach. I could never teach anybody how to play basketball just talking to them in a classroom. I could talk and talk and talk and say, this is how you hold the ball. This is what you do. You keep your elbow in. Don't let your elbow go out. You follow through with your shot. I could do all that stuff. you got to bend your knees. You don't bend your knees, you're not going to shoot well. you got to have backspin on the ball. I could do all of that. It doesn't matter because I have to do it can't teach somebody to play football unless you play football. can't teach somebody how to throw a baseball and play catch unless you play catch. You got to do it. A lot of people learn by what? By doing it. They got to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. See, the reality of this is you, you, you figure that out as you go, but here's a big question for you. How do you learn? Have you ever even thought about how do you learn? How do you like to grow? because however you learn, you need to lay that into your spiritual journey. You need to figure out what you're doing spiritually to help you and what you're doing that's not helping you to grow. So if you're auditory, then maybe you need to get the Bible on what? You know, on CDs or on links so that you can listen to it, on your phone so you can hear it, because you don't like to read it, but you need to hear it. So let's talk about this. This this weekend messages are just a super small percentage of what we're doing, why? Because some of you can't grow listening like this. You can sit here forever and you barely grow. Then the floods come and the pressures come and you're wiped out. You're not in the word, you're not memorizing verses, so we're giving you those memory tags, those memory verses, so that you can get the word of God where? Inside of you so you can hide it inside of you. So when you crash and you start to burn, God, the Spirit of God can say, Psst, remember that verse you memorized a long time ago? First hey, 1 John 1, 1.9, if you confess your sin, God is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I learned that in my first small group. I quote it often here because it impacted me so deep. I needed cleansing, I needed healing, and I got the right verse. And I never forgot it. Sometimes people are like, well, how do you remember verses? When I'm in crisis, I remember them. How about you? That's how I learn. I learn when I'm in a crisis and I run into a verse. You know, the other night at 1.30 in the morning, I'm reading Psalm 138, verse 7. And it talks about when you're in trouble that God will rescue you. And I, man, I just jumped into that and I sat, I sat there for an hour and just prayed through that verse. Because I needed to hear that right then. It met a need inside of me. Friends, that is how you feed on the word of God. So, so, so let's talk about that because some of you are like, I don't ever do that. I don't ever read. That's because you don't have spiritual habits. Okay, spiritual habits help you to grow up. I mean, think about it like this. We all have habits. Is that right? Hello? Yes. We all got habits. Some are really What? They're bad, you're like, bad, they're bad, I got bad habits. How did you get those bad habits? Think about it, how did you get your bad habits? I'll answer for you. Just kept doing the same thing over and over. Is that right or not? You started doing something you really didn't wanna do or shouldn't have done and you just kept what? Until it became? It's exactly what a habit is. Something that you practice or you do repetitively Over and over and over. Now I need to tell you, the Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about your habits because your destiny and your character is made up of what? Habits. It's made up of habits. Bad habits or good habits. Your destiny is made up of habits. So let's talk about point number two on your little outline there. Building habits that grow you. Spiritual habits that grow you. Good habits that bless you. And bad habits kill you. And some of you know that. You're like, oh, I got so many bad habits. I don't even know what to do with myself. See, your your habits determine your life, your life. Some of you say things like this. And and, and you watch this. I see this on television all the time with people that have done something really bad. And they'll say this, that's not who I am. (laughs) Really? So hold, hold, hold it. Who are you? I mean, here's what you are, a summation of your habits. Do you understand? You are a sum of your habits. So if you get up every day and you spend time in the Word, you open your day in prayer, you learn to worship, you're gonna be a worshiper, is that right? If you have other habits that are not healthy or good for you and you do them every day, you are not going to have those things. So, so it's like this. If you say to me, Pastor Nan, I'm really kind. And I say, really? Tell me about your kindness. Well, because I I saw you got mad at that person. I saw you got mad at that person at work. I heard about this thing. Well, yeah, I I have a temper, you know, but I can be really kind. So let me see, 25% of the time, you're kind. So is that a habit? No, it's not. Not if 75% of the time, you're not. That is not a habit. That is not an identity. It's not a destiny. Well, what if, I mean, I mean, if you don't agree with me, some of you are sitting there like this. I can't see your teeth, but I can see your eyeball. You're like, you know, you, you don't like that. Well, let me ask you a question. If you got married and you went to the altar and you said to your wife, I promise to be faithful to you, you say to your husband, I promise to be faithful to you at least 20 days of the month. Come on, help me. How faithful are you? You're not. Thank you. Do you get the point? Your summation of your habits. If you're really kind, you're gonna be kind. If you're loving, you're gonna be loving. Doesn't mean you're always loving, it means that you'll stumble sometimes, but the majority of your time, you're trying to grow to be loving, trying to grow to be understanding, trying to grow to be kind, and you're trying to grow to be faithful. You wanna be faithful. See, it's like integrity. I'm honest, are you? Well, most of the time. anybody here want to trust somebody who tells you that they're honest most of the time (laughs) because what did they just say to you a lot of the time i'm not and that's friend that is a habit and that's something you got to just deal with when you when you when you think think like this partial faithfulness is unfaithfulness partial watch this this is what jesus said partial obedience is disobedience Partial obedience is disobedience. It's disobeying God. It's like disobeying. I can't say I'm a faithful husband if I don't have a habit of faithfulness with my wife. And how do I do that? I said it to you a few minutes ago repetition, 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 practice, doing the same thing over and over. Get up and make a decision every day I'm going to be faithful to my wife. I'm gonna be faithful at work. I'm gonna tell the truth. I'm gonna do the right thing. That's how you build a habit. You build a conviction inside so when you don't do the right thing, that immediately the Spirit of God grabs a hold of your heart and says, remember, Satan is a what? A liar. That's what I used to say to my kids all the time. Don't lie, because when you do your friends with him, no, I would tell my kids that. They go, I don't want to be friends with him. Don't lie. Okay, I mean, really, don't lie. Because some of us as adults, we don't even get that. We're like, spend half our day lying about ourselves. We go online, tell people we're 26 years old and beautiful and we're 48 and not. You know, you know I mean, come on, this is what we do today. This is what we do. Like, that was bad. We're gonna have to cut that out of the video before we put it on. Let's keep going, let's keep going. Listen to what Jesus said, John 13, 17. Jesus said this. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you practice them. Wow. That's Jesus. Now if you know these things, you'll be blessed if you heard them. No. You'll be blessed if you believe them. No. You'll be blessed if you practice, practice, practice. I used to hate practice. Anybody in sports and you hate practice? Give me a game. I wanna play in a game. I don't wanna practice. Practice means it's no fun. And it's just repetitive, it's super boring. I went in the gym every day For two years, I never missed a day in the gym for two years when I was in college. And most of the time, during the season at least, all the time, it was practice. In the springtime, and the summertime, it was fun, we could play games, but, 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 really, if you're gonna get better at something, you gotta repeat it over and over and over. How do you shoot the ball? My coach used to take us and he would say, pick out a brick up on the wall and just take the ball, 100 shots, hit the brick. You wanna shoot at a brick 100 times? (laughs) I mean, and do it every single day in practice? Get a ball and shoot at the brick. Man, I knew that brick, every single hole in the brick. I knew everything about the brick. I hated the brick but I learned how to shoot, because it was what? It was repetitive, it was practice, it was a habit. You do it over and over and over, you get in a big game under pressure, you don't have to think, oh, I need to move my elbow in, oh, I gotta get it up, oh, I gotta fall, no, 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 you just do all of that, why? Because you have muscle memory, because you did what? You practice, it's the same thing in your spiritual life, friends, you have to what? got to practice. You've got to do the things. Jesus said, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you practice them. If you practice them. Now, how many of us want to be blessed? We all say, I want to bless me, God. I want to be blessed. Are you doing the things that you know? Are you doing the things that you know? Are you responding to what the Spirit is saying to you? Well, Pastor, I read the Bible, and it says I should be kind. I'm not very kind. Then deal with that. Do you, I mean, just be honest with God and say, God, I wanna be nicer. I don't wanna lie. I, don't, I wanna have integrity. I don't wanna cheat. I don't wanna think like I've grown up. Th- I don't wanna live like that. I want you to change me. How many of you know the Holy Spirit is in this business? It's so great to watch people getting baptized and just say, I want a new life. I lived in darkness. I've come out of the darkness into the light. Now I need to practice living in the what? in the light. You need to practice living in the light. So, so, so it's, it goes like this. You practice the right things. You practice the right things. You practice the right thing. That's why we're doing 40 days of prayer. That's why I'm saying get in a small group. Be with people. Repetition over and over and over. Repetition. You want to change. Listen, you want to change. I know most of you want to change. Do the right things. You'd be blessed if you practice them. Be blessed if you get in a small group. And I'll show that to you in the word in just a minute. It's in the Bible, it's in the Bible. Get in a small group, it's in the Bible, okay, watch. So, so, so some of you never grow because you don't practice. You don't practice your spiritual habits. So when I say that, I, I think things like this. How often do you read your Bible? Really, how often do you read your Bible? Well, Pastor, once or twice a week? So let me just ask you a question. Is that a habit? Once or twice a week is not a habit. I mean, it's like this. I, it's like I had guys that played baseball for me when I was a baseball coach in high school, and they could never really figure out how to hit. And I taught hitting. I had a baseball cage in my house and a pitching machine that threw 97 miles an hour, so we hit at my house all the time, all the time, all the time. I took hitting from Ben Hines, who was the Dodgers hitting coach in those days. I knew Ben really well. I knew how to teach how to hit a baseball. And there were just some guys who could not learn how to hit a baseball. It was just reality. It didn't matter, they just couldn't. But, but once in a while, in a game, they would get a hit. It was astounding. No, it was shocking almost. I, I mean, I. And I love this guy, so I need to be kind. But it's like, kind of like Jock Peterson watching him bat right now. You know? I love Jock. He's a good guy. But he's, if he hits a ball, it's almost an accident. You know? It's like he's not there. His head isn't there. You can tell he's not there right now. He, last year he had a great year. But I watch Jock Peterson play with the Dodgers right now. And I'm like, dude, your head is not there. You're, you're like, you're, you start swinging, your head is in right field before you ever even take a cut at a ball. You're not focused. You're not there. You're not tuned in. You're not there. Listen, anybody can do something. If they do it enough times, you accidentally get a hit. That's how some of you live your spiritual life. You need to think like that. You live your spiritual life like that. You accidentally get a hit. Now, is a guy like Jock Peterson, can he hit? Yeah, he just got married. He just had a baby and all of that. I mean, I could see where his head is. I can see when you watch him, you're like, dude's probably excited about going home, being with his wife and kids. But if you're going to do something well, you have to get your what? Your head in it. You got to get your head in it. You got to get your head in it. You got to focus. You got to focus. You got to focus. You got to focus. to. That's how it is for me, him, you, all of us. It doesn't matter. You just have to focus. And the truth is, some of us don't. We don't get in the Word. We don't open our Bibles. We just blow through it and we're like, yeah, I'll pray on the way to work. I know I should pray, Pastor, I know I should pray. I'll just pray on the way to work. No, 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 no. I'll tell you something, I'm positive about a guy on the Dodgers, he's in the cage every single day, right? Why why is he in the cage every single day hitting baseballs? Because he wants to get better, right? Is that right or not? He's trying to break some bad habits. But here's a question. Are you? Are you trying to break bad habits? Or do you just say, oh, I want it to happen, but it's not going to happen? Hebrews 5.12 says this. You have been believers so long that you ought now to be teaching other people. Instead, you need somebody to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. They're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training, listen, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between good and evil or right and wrong. That's super important verse. Training. Training is called practice. It's practice. And how do you get the skill to discern good and evil, right and wrong? How do you know if you're making a mistake at work? How do you know if you're making a mistake in your life? How do you know if you're making a mistake in your choices? How do you know? You, listen, it's right here. Solid food growing on the word of God is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill, the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. They have their senses trained to discern good and evil because of their practices. If you practice life-giving habits, then you're gonna recognize you're gonna be with God so much, when the enemy shows up, you're gonna see it. Did you get that? If you practice doing the right thing, you'll know right away when you do the wrong thing. It is like hitting, it is like catching a football, it is like shooting a basket, it's all the same. If you do it right enough, when you do it wrong, you see it. Do you understand this? It's the same thing in your spiritual life. If you're with God, and with God, and with God, and in the word, and in the word, and in the word, when the enemy shows up, you go, oh, I, I, I know that, that's counterfeit. You know that when they train people to figure out forged money, how they do it, they don't train them with counterfeit money. They train them with real money. And they have to examine and know the real thing so well that when they find a forgery they recognize it immediately. And why do they recognize it? Because it's not the the real thing. It's the same thing in the spiritual realm, friends. You've got to practice habits through training. You have the skill to recognize the difference between good and evil. See, nobody gets good at anything without practice, friends. I mean, you would never think you're gonna make the Dodgers if you don't practice. You're never gonna think you're gonna make the Olympics if you don't practice. So here's a question. Are you ever going to have a good business if you don't work at it? If you don't have good habits and do the right things on the job, you're not going to build a business if you're trying to build a business. It's not going to happen. So why would you think that you could build a spiritual life without good habits? Why would you think you could build a spiritual life without good food? Because Jesus is really clear here. Without successful habits, you're not going to grow. You're not going to grow. 1 Corinthians 9.25 says this. All good athletes train hard and practice to get better. They do it to win a prize that won't last, but we practice to win a prize that will last forever. There you go. You gotta practice, but you're practicing to win a prize that lasts for what? It's just what, it's just what one of the people in the baptism said. They said, listen, I figured out something. I'm only here for a little bit, and I'm in eternity forever. So if you're practicing good business habits, if you're practicing being a good wife and a good husband, a faithful spouse, if you're practicing being honest, listen, you got to figure out, these are for eternity. This is is eternal. This lasts forever. So the things we're supposed to practice are eternal. So let's close up with this. Five habits that can help you to grow. Five habits that can help you to grow spiritually because we all need habits, right? We all need habits that help us to grow. Some habits are formed by yourself. You get up in the morning, there's nobody there. How many know that's the hardest kind of habits to form? That's why you go to the gym with other people because most of us don't form very good habits by ourselves. We need a coach around us. We need other players to watch. We need other people that are hitting better than us to show us how to hit. We need other people in the game with us. But there are times when you have to form habits, how? Alone, by yourself. Those are the hardest habits to form. Other habits are formed in small groups with four or five people. Other habits are formed in large groups. So in a large group, this would be the weekend event here at Water of Life. That is a, a large group. Then I say to you, get in a small group. You're like, no, no, I can't do that. No, you can do anything for six weeks. You can change habits if you do that. Watch this. If you start at Acts chapter 2, verse 42, and you read up through verse 47, you just ask yourself some questions when you go home. Get your Bible, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, up to verse 47, and say, what kind of habits did these people have? This is the early church. So these people weren't raised as Christians. They didn't have all the right habits, anything like that. They had a lot of bad habits, right? They had bad habits, like pull your head out and swing, you know, the bad habits, that kind of thing. But, 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 they made good habits. Watch this. It says, in Acts 2.46, it says, "'They worshiped together at the temple each day. "'They met in homes for the Lord's supper, "'and they shared their meals with great joy "'and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. So, 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 hold it. Start back and read slow and think about it for a minute. It says, they worshiped together at the temple every day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. These are called habits, right? They met in other people's homes. They shared meals with great joy and generosity all the time, praising God. Let me read you Acts 2.42. Acts 2.42 is a... Really interesting little picture of how the church worked as well. It says in verse 42, they were continually devoting themselves. Hold, hold, hold it. There's a word there, really important. What word was it? It's a continually. They were conti- That's practice. That's a habit, right? They're continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship with each other, to eating together, breaking bread, and prayer. Those are habits, friends, habits and habits and habits. So, it says in verse 46 and 47 they met in the temple. That would be considered a large group. Then it says right after that they met in homes. That would be considered a what? A small group. They understood they needed both of these things. And when I say over and over and over to you, you need this, a lot of you say why? Here's the answer, the big answer. Community. You need other people to journey with. You need community. You need other people to encourage you. You need community. You need other people to help you when you're pulling your head out and swinging wrong. You need people to correct you. Everybody needs that. I need that. You need that. We all need that. Everybody needs that. There's a few people who get to a place in life where they then become the coach because their habits are so strong, right? I mean, on the Dodgers, that would be like Mookie Betts. Okay, you watch Mookie Betts, bat. He just has super good habits all the time. So other guys come to him and say, help me, help me, help me. I want to learn how to to hit better because you hit well all the time. You have quality at bats all the time. And so people go to those kinds of people. But friends, most of us are not like that. What you have to do is find people who are and get near them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you don't play baseball, think about sewing or whatever you like to do. I don't know, you like to paint, you would like to be around really good painters, right? It isn't just athletic friends, it's all things where you build habits. You get around people that have better habits than you and they help you to get better habits. That's what your parents used to tell you when you were a kid, isn't it? What did they say? I don't want you hanging around with those guys because you'll get what? In trouble. Why will you get in trouble? Because they're in trouble and you're gonna form bad what? They were trying to say exactly the same thing. So these people met in large groups, small groups, community, they were together. It says they studied the word, Acts 2 42. They were devoted, continually devoted to the apostles' teaching. They had time alone with God because it said they were devoted to prayer. So we know they prayed, finally. Finally, Joshua 1.8 says this. Always remember what is written in the book. Be sure to obey everything that's written in it. And If you do this, you will be prosperous and successful in this life. What does that mean? It means, listen, make it a habit. Read the Bible. Put your head in the Word. Take the time and you will grow. Finally, and this one's so big. One of the things you gotta figure out, here's a habit for some of you that you don't have. Serving other people. That's a habit. Serving other people. Serving other people. Make it a habit. What does that mean? Well, that means you start with small things. Like if I'm walking across campus and there's trash on the ground, I stop and pick up the trash. People go, Don't you have maintenance guys who pick up the trash? Yeah, but it's a good habit. When I'm hiking on the trail up in Lido Creek and people throw their plastic down, I always stop and pick it up and stick it in the pack. Always pick up the cans, stick it in the pack. It's it's just a habit. Do you understand that? Why is it a habit? You're like, I'm not picking up other people's trash. Uh, I just see it like I can serve that way. I serve people. I make it a blessing for other people if I do that. That's just a habit, and some of you don't get that. You're like, that, I think that's a waste of time, and the, I'm not gonna argue that with you, but let me tell you this about habits. Serving other people is all over the Bible. 56 times, there's one another's, one another's, one another's, one another's, one another's. It's Romans 112, together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but, and also to be encouraged by your faith. I, I, there's one another's, friends, I need you, you need me. I need habits with you. I need to serve other people, be with other people, love other people, help other people. 1 Corinthians 12, and like verse 20 says this. Verse 18, it says, our bodies have many parts. That's the body of Christ he's talking about. And God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had a hand. And yes, there are many parts, but there's only one body. And I can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the beat, I don't need you. Because we always need what? Each other. I mean, just look at Jesus' life. He hung out with people, 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 people. He served people, he hung with people, he ate with people, he forgave people, he encouraged people. Friends, that is the journey. Serve other people. And some of you are like this, no, I don't want to do that. Really Well, here's what you're saying. I don't care if I ever grew up in Christ. I want the world to circle around me. Well, let me tell you something about that. Babies want the world to circle around them because they're immature. Mature people grow up and learn to serve other people. They know that the world isn't just about them, that you're going to serve other people. Hebrews 10, 24 says this, let us consider. Let us consider. That's all I'm asking you to do right now. Consider how you can stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking gathering together because we need each other. Not forsaking gathering together, assembling together, as is the habit of some people, but encouraging each other all the more as you see the day drawing near. Encouraging each other. Don't forsake gathering together large groups, small groups, by yourself. Friends, if you're gonna grow, you're gonna have to serve other people. That's why I encourage you, go down and hand out food. Go to orphanages. See people that are struggling worse than you, and it changes your worldview, your perspective. It changes how you see yourself. It makes you more appreciative. It makes you more thoughtful. It makes you more kind. It makes you more generous you realize, gosh, I've got so much and I don't need all this, it doesn't make me happy. What makes me happy is giving my life away and serving Jesus. And when people say to me, I had somebody say this to me in an email this week, they said, you know, I I can't do it, people hurt my feelings too much. Listen, do it to Jesus, not to people. People will always let you down, I will let you down, your friends will let you down sometimes, people at work will let you down, do it to Jesus. Jesus is the one who's asking you to grow spiritually. He's the one who will bless you if you honor him. So what does it mean? It means this, get in a small group right now. Make a commitment. You know, go back and sign up in the back. You know, we'll get a you know, table back there. We'll get you to sign up. We'll call into the office. We'll put you in a small group this week so you can do this for the next 40 days. You can build new what? Habits, you can build new habits. You can grow spiritually. You can help other people and other people can help you. Why why would I say that to you? Here's the answer. You gotta commit to grow. If you're gonna grow, you gotta commit to grow. It's like this. There was a lot of guys who played college basketball but they don't wanna come to practice every day so they quit. They don't wanna commit to grow. People who grow commit to something. I would go so far as to say this to some of you. You need to make a covenant with God. And just say, I'm going to do this for 40 days and covenant with God. Some of you even need to go home and write it down in your prayer journal. I agree, God, that I will do this for 40 days. And some of you are like, are you kidding? No, you do it for everything else. Why wouldn't you do it with God? You covenanted to pay your rent, didn't you? You covenanted to pay your lease, didn't you? You covenanted to pay your car payment when you bought a car, didn't you? Hello? Did you sign on the dotted line, yes or no? Why can't you do that with God? Why can't you do that with God? Why can't you make a deal with God and say, listen, I give you my word. I'll do this for 40 days and let you change my life. I'll do this for 40 days and let you change my habits. I'll do this for 40 days and I believe that you will change me forever. I want you to stand and bow your heads right now. And please forgive me. I shouldn't have mentioned Jock's name. I like Jock. <laughs> I do. He, I, I, I actually pray for him when he comes to bat now he needs prayer. So no, I, I really do. He's a really wonderful guy. He's a, he's a really kind-hearted person. So I, pro, I just shouldn't have mentioned his name. Forgive me for doing that. I, I'm a coach, and coaches call guys out sometimes, so, Forgive me. Let me tell you something. This is such an important moment for some of you, for your whole destiny. 2 Corinthians 13, 9 says "It's our greatest wish, listen to this, our greatest wish and prayer is that you will become mature Christians. I want you to grow up. It's in the Bible. I want you to grow up spiritually. I want you to be able to handle the waves that come at you, the, the things that pound your heart, your family, your life. Friends, you can do, you can do this. You've got to make a commitment to do it. You've got to decide, this, this is the right thing. I'm going to do it. So Father, I pray that right now for each of us, that we would commit to growing, to making new habits that would change our destiny in the next 40 days, God. Some of us have never, ever, 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 ever been in a small group. We just think, no way. And you're saying, yes, you need to do this. Sign up. I'm calling you out. I want you to grow up. Commit yourself to growing up. Father, we wanna change our habits. Help us to do that in the next 40 days. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen, 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 amen. amen. God bless you. Have a great week this week.
0: Well, what a wonderful message from our senior pastor, Pastor Dan. We are uh, in agreement with him, and we want to encourage you to really make that commitment maybe. Uh, for these next 40 days, to do it unto Jesus like he was talking about. And the the, re- the reflection we have for you, the week, this challenge this week is to really think about what are those maybe um, spiritual habits that you want to uh, transform or change in your life that you want to create. And so we want to encourage you to take um, some time this week to reflect about that. And then also to not just think about it, but to put it into action by responding and to... Pray over those old habits and ask the Holy Spirit, invite him in to maybe break those and begin to form some new habits. And so these questions are um, in our the small group journals, but you can also take a screenshot of them here um, on the screen or you know, on your uh, phone. We encourage you to look back to these later throughout the week. And as always, you can look to wall updates or especially wall40days.com for all the information of the ways that you can get plugged in for these next 40 days. Well, again, we are so glad you came and were here with us today. We look forward to being with you again next weekend. God bless you.